Welcome to Lady Hope Dealer. My name is Amber Yalot Shaver. I'll be sharing with you about life, recovery, ups, downs, but most of all, how others and myself found hope in a hopeless world. I look forward to sharing my testimony with you. I'm so excited to have my husband and a few other individuals on to share their testimony and what God's done in their life. And in between them times, I'm just going to be sharing what God's placed on my heart in this season. I'm just so excited to have you with me. So let's dive in. Lady Hope Diller. My name is Ambry, and I'm going to be sharing with you some topics that are usually pretty taboo in the church. A lot of churches don't like to discuss it. They would rather sweep it under the rug and let society today deal with it, which I think that is really a big part of a problem in some churches today, not all. So don't think of me as Judge Judy over here. So today we're going to be discussing soul ties, chastity, celibacy, sex outside of marriage. So let's just dig in. So first of all, I told you about a devotional that I read some years ago, and it just led me on this chase with God and it really opened my eyes to sexual sin and what happens and it really just lit a fire in me to start being a better Christian a better person to start being more intimate with God and less intimate with other people that myself I was looking for the intimacy of a husband intimacy with a person and a longing for something but it wasn't a physical longing it wasn't physical it wasn't physical in an aspect of sex but I was filling the void with that so with that said I'm going to share with you the definition of chastity. Chastity is the state of practice of refraining from extramarital or especially from all sexual intercourse. And it shows vow of chastity. Celibacy, the state of abstaining from marriage and sexual relations. So with that shared, I had looked up these definitions. I was like, okay, so what now, God? I'm not married. I shouldn't be having sex. I'm not married. I shouldn't be entertaining these thoughts, these things, these people. So in that devotional that I had read, it had talked about, there was a scripture, and the scripture is 1 Corinthians 6, 18, and it says, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. So I read that scripture, and when I did, I was like, oh my gosh, I am supposed to be the temple. My body is God's body. Why would I put my body through something that I feel would cause me shame, guilt, like this is, is something different. So let me bring up another aspect here. Like I grew up in a very religious home and y'all know that. And I, as a child, was taught that sex is bad. It's bad. Don't do it. Don't look at it. Don't touch it. Blah, blah, blah. All this, right? And the fact is, is that the whole time that I was being taught that sex was bad, I was being molested as a child. And of course, it wasn't my fault. We got all into that the last time. But realistically, my parents, I love them. God bless them. And they should have been teaching me as a child that sex is not good outside of marriage. That sex Sex outside of marriage creates chaos. That sex was designed for a man and a woman to unite as one under this amazing thing that God has made. It's mysterious. It's amazing. You know, whenever two become one, that's that's what we're talking about there. So with that soul ties. Let's bring that up. So soul ties are brought up in the Bible. There's a scripture in, I believe it is in 1 Samuel 18 1 and it talks, it says, after David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with David and he loved him as himself. Now if you want to read that again, it's 1 Samuel 18. I do encourage you to go read that scripture because it's nothing homosexual. It's nothing, you know, of the two men just being intimate with one another. However, there was a soul tie there because they were so close. You can have soul ties with your best friend. You can have soul ties with someone that's all the way across the world. It's something that brings you together as one. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but you know, you have a best friend and something hits you on like, man, 
something's wrong with, you know, my best friend Annie, so I need to call her. And then you pick the phone up and call her, and of course there is something wrong. You know, I believe that's part of that. So we can have soul ties. We can have healthy soul ties. We can have very unhealthy soul ties. Unhealthy soul ties are, you know, relationships with men and women outside of marriage. Unhealthy soul ties are with parents or even with children. You know, anytime that you feel drugged back to this person or manipulated by this person and you feel like you can't escape that person, you know, these are things that you need to break. Whenever you pray and you sit down with God and you talk to him and you can go through this, there is a, there's documentation, there's paperwork you can do, you know what, and you don't even need that. But realistically, if you feel as though you have soul ties with somebody and you just feel anxious and anxiety and all these things, like literally sit down with a piece of paper and write them names down with people that you feel that you have soul ties with. If you've been intimate with a man or a woman, write their name down too and go through that list and pray and ask God to break them soul ties and plead the blood of Jesus over it. That way they can't come back. I'm not saying you're not going to still love this person. I'm not saying that you're not going to still, you know, have some feelings every now and then. But if that happens, if it rises up in you, just find and rebuke it. And then again, say, Lord, I broke them soul ties and that person's gone in my life. So again, let's get back to scripture. So with everything that is going on today, we have a society that is completely amped up by sex. You can't even turn on the news without something being said. You can't turn on the TV. Most commercials are talking about it. They're, you know, half naked people. You know, it's just crazy. Our society to now, our society today amplifies sex. They sell sex, pornography. They teach you that this is not bad. However, I believe the opposite. And the Bible does talk about refraining from sin. It talks about, you know, what, be careful what your eyes see. Be careful what your ears are listening to because anything that goes into your eyes and your ears, it then can cause thoughts. Once you cause, once it starts, you start thinking on these things, it's impure, it's unhealthy. Also, another thing about pornography, it has completely desensitized a whole generation. If you think about it, we have a whole generation that is now, they have to feel something cold. It's a phone, it's a computer, it's, you know, a tablet, what have you, in their hand. Whenever you are so desensitized that you cannot perform sexually with your partner in marriage, there is a problem. When you turn to pornography, constantly there is a problem. We speak about drug addiction in the church. We speak about gay lifestyles in the church. Not a lot of churches want to discuss pornography or not a lot of churches want to discuss soul ties. These are things that we should be discussing all the time. If we're having adult conversations about going to hell, then we need to have adult conversations about going to hell over eating, drinking, doing drugs, pornography, sexual promiscuousness, soul ties, all these other things. Sin is sin, right? So I just want to say that I had gotten completely off topic there and I do apologize, but I do have some scripture that I want to share with you and then um, we'll move forward. So I have 1 Corinthians 10. It says, so if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you do not fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So let's talk about this. Anytime that you are in a situation, maybe you have a boyfriend, maybe you have a girlfriend. If that person is pushing you past your purity, if that person is pushing you to do something physical with them, then they don't really love you. They don't really tr like respect your boundaries. In a relationship, it is very important to have those boundaries of, okay, we're going to date. This is what my view of it looks like. This is what my courtship looks like. These are my boundaries. This is what you need to respect. And this is what it is. Whenever myself and my husband got together, he knew that Jesus is my husband. Like, forget it all. Jesus is my husband. No sex before marriage. I'm not sorry. This is what the word says. And I need to stick to that because I've led a lifestyle that didn't before. So whenever you're 
entering into a relationship, you need to be very careful. You need to have these guardrails that we talked about in the last one. You need to have it set up, even if it's a document. I don't think it's crazy at all. Type it up, give them to them and say, this is what I expect and this is what I'm going to do. And if you cannot abide by what it says because of biblical context, then I can't be around you. Anybody that pushes you past the boundaries doesn't respect you. If a woman is pushing you to have premarital sex, nip it in the bud, as they would say back in the day. Cut it off and say, you know what? Maybe somebody needs to sit down with her or him and explain the fact that sex is not what a person is longing for in this situation. You're looking to fill a spiritual void with something physical. Nothing physical is going to fill that void. Until you are fully satisfied alone with Christ, you're going to continue to seek out that intimacy with human beings, physical in the flesh, and you're going to end up with a billion and one soul ties. So back to soul ties. Let's discuss what it is. So a lot of people use the ropes, they use the paper. I do like the paper aspect. So if you was to cut out two pieces of paper or just take two sheets of paper and glue them together, let them dry, and then you rip it apart. Once that's done, there's pieces of each of the paper stuck on each other. It's not going to pull apart correctly. It's just going to have mess stuck to both sides. And that's what it is. When you lay down with a person and you have sex with them, you then become one with a person. The Bible speaks about how to become one flesh whenever there's sexual intimacy. And that's why it was designed to mar for marriage is because it's designed for the marriage, the man and the woman to come together and be completely as one. So whenever it's done outside of marriage, it causes torment, craziness. It can cause, you can be a person that's never had anxiety in your life. You can be a person that never struggled with depression. And once you lay down with this person and you break up, now you're having these emotions that you don't know where they came from. You're being tormented at night. You're having anxiety. You're having nightmares. Whatever the situation is, you just tied yourself up to someone else. So imagine you lay down with this person Person. you're broke up now and you have one bag one bag one suitcase now that you're dragging with you then you go to the next person you still have that suitcase with you lay down with that person pick up another suitcase before you know it you only have two hands and 25 suitcases and you can't carry them so now you're carrying all this baggage soul ties are baggage you have to cut it loose you have to get free of it if you are a Christian man or woman and I hope that you are if you're not and you need to be saved message me we'll pray but if you are a Christian man or woman and you're seeking out your husband or wife I just want to let you know that if you have not broke soul ties with all the sexual partners and all of the people in your life, then it's time to sit down and get some things straight. It's time to sit down and pray over them names, let them go, burn the paper, rip it up, whatever you have to do and cut loose of them soul ties. Because until you do, you're still going to have all this emotional baggage moving forward. And God wants to produce a cleanliness in you. He wants to restore you to your purity. We can't become virgins again. We know that. However, God can restore purity to us. And we can walk out that chastity, that celibacy, that walk of, you know what, I'm not going to watch Warren. I'm not going to be with Susie. I'm not going to be with Bobby. I'm not going to be with this person or that person. You know, you have an opportunity every single day to walk out something different for the better. You don't have to go back to yesterday. And if these people present themselves, then you have a right to say, listen, God bless you. I love you. Be on your way because I'm moving forward and you're behind me. So again, I want to encourage you that today is the day. Sit down and make that list out. And even if you don't remember a name, like honestly speaking, I had spent a lot of time intoxicated and there's a lot of things I don't remember. So I just asked the Lord, Lord, you know my all. You know everything that I've done. So if there's somebody or something I don't remember, Lord, we just break soul ties with that person. We plead the blood of Jesus over it and I am free from it because your word says I am free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. So moving forward in this walk, let's talk about temptation. I had gotten to the point probably about six years ago when people were like trying to date me and quote unquote, they would sent 
by God to be my husband. And I would laugh at every one of them, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's funny. And I would tell them, I'm not, I'm not looking for marriage right now. I'm single. Again, I'll have dinner with you. We can have coffee. You come to church with me. I was even invited to go watch movies over at people's house. Here we go with Netflix and chill, right? And I wouldn't do it. I was like, okay, you want to watch a movie? We'll watch the same movie. You be at your house and I'll be at my house. And it wasn't for the fact that I didn't trust that person. I just didn't want to put my, myself in the way of temptation. God does give us an out. And that scripture I read a minute ago, it does tell us that any temptation that we have, any temptation that we're confronted with, God gives us a way out. It's basically like a burning building. Every building has these red exits on the door or these lights and it shows exit here, exit here. That's the same thing with God. God gives us a way out and that way out is no. If by some chance they don't listen to the no, that's a whole nother story. That needs to be taken to the law. You need to go get some counseling or what have you. However, if you're in a moment and it's heated and it's crazy and you're being tempted, you have the right to get up and walk away. God has allowed you that exit. He has given you that exit. So there is a way out always. Temptation is not just with sex. Temptation is with food, drugs, alcohol, whatever. There's all kind of temptations out there. We have to daily walk out our salvation until we learn how to do that. We're going to continue to stumble. I'm not going to say once you, you're saved, you're never going to stumble. We all stumble daily, whether it's with profanity, you know, anger, what have you. But in that sense, we're going to grow past it. Not always are you going to struggle with it. When you say no today, it's going to be easier to say no tomorrow. When you say no tomorrow, it's going to be 10 times easier to say it the next day. So when we start saying no, we start setting boundaries and we start realizing that we have unhealthy soul ties with individuals, unhealthy soul ties with exes, unhealthy soul ties with an ex-wife or an ex-husband, and we start breaking them off. You're breaking off these chains of heaviness. You're breaking off this baggage and you're moving into the future and that just means that you're ready to heal. If you are in a season of singleness, like we just talked about in the last podcast, I just want to say that in this season, again, that you are not forgotten and that God has a plan in it and that in the midst of this, when you're doing all this, allow yourself time to heal. Pray and ask God, Lord, show me where I need to be healed. Show me who have these unhealthy soul ties with. Show me, Lord, your scripture, your word of how you want me to walk this out because each and every one of us have a different walk. I'm not saying that we're all going to just, you know, live out whatever, but it does say that we are to walk out our salvation daily, that through fear and trembling. And you might be convicted of this and I might be convicted of that and it is what it is. However, I do believe that there is a blueprint, biblical context that we need to live in, walking out this life of intimacy, celibacy, you know, getting rid of this baggage. And that's what I want to do today is I just want to help you know and help you realize that God created intimacy. God created sex for the married couple. He created it for the people that was going to come together and be as one. That's why you take them vows in a marriage. That's why you you stand before the Lord and that congregation or two or three people, whatever it is. It's not just the documentation that people make it out to me and I have to rip it up and throw it tomorrow. I made a vow before I got married that I'm getting married and this is what it is. It is by God and I'm going to stand before God and everybody and take a covenant. The same way that prior to marriage, I had made a covenant with God and I told him, Lord, my body is your body. I'm going to treat it with respect. I'm going to try to eat right. I'm not going to have sex before marriage. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So all of these things, I had made that commitment to God. So I just encourage you that if you are married, you're, you have that covenant relationship with your husband or your wife, continue to walk that out. Maybe even renew your vows. Do whatever it takes. Maybe even sit in the middle of your room and just say your vows together and just recommit to that covenant together because that's a beautiful thing. Sometimes we get off track in marriage. Sometimes we're focused on dishes and kids and dogs and cats and what have you. Refocus on that commitment. Refocus on that covenant. Go back and watch your wedding video.
video and just remember in that moment how you felt because God still wants that feeling to be in your marriage. And if you're single, I just say to you, sit down and write it out. Sit down, make yourself a contract, make yourself a covenant, pray out to God and say, listen, God, I'm going to commit to you. I'm going to have a covenant with you. I am going to hold my body as a living sacrifice to you. And I'm no longer going to sin against it. I'm no longer going to put this into it. I'm no longer going to put that into it. I'm no longer going to, you know, have sex with whoever or watch pornography. I'm going to watch what goes into my eyes. I'm going to watch what goes into my ears. I'm going to watch what comes out of my mouth because that's where we need to be. When you're walking out a covenant relationship with God, things change. I'm a firm believer that if you're not changing, then I really question whether or not there's a walk there because I know whenever I was, I started walking with God, every day was like, okay, I want to be a better person. I want to be a good person. I want to live it out. I want somebody to look at me and know that I've changed. And they do. Don't get me wrong. But I'll share with you an experience I had. I was getting dressed one morning and I was putting on a t-shirt of all things, right? A t-shirt. I was putting on a t-shirt and the Lord spoke to me in that moment. I guess, you know, it was Holy Spirit waking me up about it. And it was just a thought like you're wearing a t-shirt that has a ministry name on it. Are you ready to portray that ministry right now? Because when you walk out in public and you have that ministry shirt on, it has that name on the front and on the back. And long story short, I was like, I don't want to wear this shirt today and just get caught in the middle of Walmart yelling and cussing at my kids when it says that I have a heart for families. You know, what would I look like? And the Lord hit me with like, you're worried about making a t-shirt look bad. But realistically, every day you walk out in public and represent me. Hmm, that really sad. So I put the t-shirt on that day and I was like, I'm going to walk it out. But anyway, that's a whole new story. But I just want to encourage you again, pray over these soul ties. If you, I'm going to drop the scriptures in the, um, in the little box below. I'm going to post this actual um, devotional on my Instagram and on Facebook. I encourage you to go read it, share it with a person. Again, soul ties are real. They can cause you more harm than anything. And there's nothing good that comes out of it unless you're in a married relationship. So again, look it up. Do your own research. If you need scripture, I'll drop them. I'm going to share this picture. And again, just remember that you are a living, breathing, amazing man or woman of God. That you are needed, you are loved, and you are wanted. And the Lord wants to fill every one of them voids in your life with Him and the Holy Spirit. And that He wants to be intimate with you like no one else on this earth can be. So let's start that today. Let's make a commitment. Let's make a covenant. Let's make that bond. And let's just walk out our salvation daily knowing that the Holy Spirit is living in us. So have a great day. I look forward to hearing some of y'all's feedback. And we'll talk soon.